Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence. Through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Cast. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, welcome. Glad to have you here. What can we say about Lark, Russ? Maybe if this is someone's first podcast, you know, we're always mm. encouraging people to to jump in, listen to the Lark Cast. A lot of times they'll kind of start with the the freshest one. Um, yeah. How would you describe Lark, good sir? Uh, beautiful people. Beautiful smiles, beautiful like conversations. Just the, just the sexiest, like most beautiful magazine yep. worthy people. Yeah, like everything, everything your secret Instagram heart desires, like that's what you'll find here. Yeah. Um and um and naturally a lot of like dry humor, sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Uh like what I'm saying right now. So. Right. <laughs> Um, no, I think what you'll find is uh, messy people, man. Um, I think you'll find a, a a movement of of people who are daring to live free. Hmm. I think that's a good way to put Lark. I think you'll find a community that you can reimagine life with Jesus without the religious red tape. And um, yeah, man, some friends, some resources. You can check out at larksite.com. Got a killer new little short, fun, free uh, ebook that's available. We've got a reclaim series, man, that'll really help you just completely reimagine life in church according to Jesus. You're going to find the Larkcast as a great like weekly encouragement, I hope. And then my favorite one, you'll find a Let's Talk button where you can actually like hop into a call with us mm-hmm. and chat about real life, real things, your story. In a yeah. free confidential space, man. So yeah, it's I feel like um the Lark community. Well, one, Lark is the word Lark. It's not only just a, a bird, but because of the way these birds flew in like these random patterns and the noises that they made, and eventually the secondary term came to mean um this idea of like uninhibited freedom. Yep. Or something done out of uninhibited freedom yeah and we're just going all in on you know the words of jesus that it is finished and we're just we're just kind of believing that (laughs) here yeah so novel novel idea that it is is finished and we get a lot of i think our community is filled with um a lot of people who were in church leadership whether that be like a volunteer kind of, mm-hmm. you know, point of view, or maybe even on staff, like how you and I, you know, had over 10 years plus in full-time vocational ministry and just yep. found it to be exhausting, you know, just constantly needing to, to prop up a version of ourselves and then feeling like our jobs were, you know what I'm saying? To help people become the best, um, believing versions of, of themselves and just you know, found that 
exhausting um, and mm. not in, in the scriptures. And then also the people who with well-intentioned hearts who sat under that kind of teaching and uh, took all those next steps and climbed all those ladders and who also found um, that being holy just as I am holy is very, very exhausting and found the, um, you know, their moral capacity uh, tested and yeah. eventually failed at that pursuit. And I think it's um, we, I think we intersect with the deconstruction thing just so far as it is um, the disillusionment of the performance mm -hmm. nature of all of it. But like, man, we're, we're, just going back to the scriptures and seeing it with the eyes of it is finished and we are free. Um, and a, a God who is our father, uh, freedom is a given. We are his kids. He's committed to us. And, you know, so it's like a, you know, deconstruction, but more people are like, man, like you, you've helped me like rediscover Jesus. Yeah. You've helped me rediscover the gospel. We're not on here. Like, bitching about you know evangelicalism on here you know <laughs> no no because the conversation just eventually just gets silly you know it's, it's just like, so it's so stupid dude i mean i get it there's ugly injustice brokenness you know the institutional church i mean like how did the thing even become an institution it's not an institution at all in the scripture so are you asking like hey did this thing jesus start get hijacked somewhere Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but we just found like just ranting about that constantly doesn't really does it doesn't lead to to people finding and living in freedom. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually the conversation can be like, yeah, that is ugly and it isn't of Jesus. But let's focus on what is of Jesus. Yeah. Let's let's reconstruct our faith on him mm -hmm. and learn to live in that freedom. And I think that's that's this man. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know, well, is the best place to start, you know, this podcast. And it's like, well, you're already a few minutes in, you might as well finish it. Um, but mm -hmm. Lark cast episode three or four to 22, 25, something like that. We did a real in-depth study on the parables. And if you're thinking, man, where is the best place to start? with yeah. lark it's right there man go back episodes or the early the earliest episodes the first couple are like who are we what we're about um in some ways some foundational ideas um reckless grace for a religious world was kind of like what we were saying you know back yeah. then so is grace really reckless and is the world really religious were the first couple and then boom we got into uh, the yeah. parables. So that's a good place to start. It is. In fact, it's so good. Uh, coming up pretty soon, um, we're doing something we've, we've never done before. We're actually offering the parables uh, in a live conversation. Mm. And so coming up here soon, you can check it out on the, on the website. Uh, I think the tab might be uh, learn to live free right now. But the long and short is it's not a forever thing. It won't go as in-depth as the podcast, but the beautiful part about it is we're going to hit nine of these stories 
in a live conversation. So come jump in with us and you get to actually not just learn them, but you get to work through like insights and mm -hmm. right pushbacks and challenges. And what about this? And, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like this idea of uh, learning in community, something I, I picked it up from Jesus and I feel like it works. So, yeah. Um, that, w and the, the parables were really the spark of my journey away from, um, you know, being a full-time vocational pastor. I, you discover just what God is like. I changed yeah. in my foundational understanding of what God is like and yeah. how people learn and how people really, truly like the reality of their story, the ugliness or even the mm -hmm. vulnerability of everything. Um, it, 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 it's rarely, rarely found in institutional churches. Um, because of the expectation of progress or sanctification is just so, so thick there. So eventually yep. what, what begins as a beautiful experience of God's grace quickly becomes, you know, this kind of like, you know, religious treadmill of kind of getting it together. And you eventually you're, you're okay to share all your shit. Like the first six months, of right. being a Christian, right? You're, you're, you're free mm -hmm. and you're free to like, you know, light up a cigarette right after service, like the first six months, yep. you know, but dude, man, month seven, it's kind of like, Hey man, like, let, let's put them Paul malls down, you know? Yeah, man. So true. Different era. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I was named after my grandfather who was a pastor. That's what he did for a living in North Carolina. He passed away in, I think, 1970. But uh, long story short, I got some, I found some cool pictures of him back in the day, standing at the front of the church building where, you know, you shake hands and the line is coming out the church building, shaking his hand after the sermon, you know? And while he's shaking hands with one hand, he has his cigarette lit in the other. Well, especially in North Carolina, like the tobacco industry was like, so, oh, yeah. you know, so, yeah. so prevalent and a big part of the, the economy there. Yeah. I was like, oh man, look at that picture. That's so, it was just a normal, right. Part of life for them. Sure. But, uh, yeah, now you fast forward and you can light up after a service, like, like you said, for the first six months, but brother Tony, we need to be talking about about some sanctification man <laughs> if, if we're uh if we're still puffing seven months in mm -hmm. so yeah. and for the record like you know um we don't you know deny fruit or change or or any of those things we just think that that's no. you know above our pay grade and and that belongs um to the vine dresser and the vine him themselves yeah not our, what, our uh, silly expectations and um our Excel spreadsheets um, and our wonderful plans we have for you in the church. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, somebody might be listening to this right now and thinking like, okay, when are they going to get into the conversation? And um, just to kind of bring you in and up to speed, this conversation is this on purpose. 
because one of the yeah buts, which is a series that we're in right now, if you're new and listening, we've been working through passages that often get thrown at us when we start to live into freedom. Like, yeah, but doesn't, doesn't the Bible say do this? And one of the ones that comes to me personally, and uh, I know to you, to Jameson, to, to Lark as a ministry, is, yeah, I hear what you guys are saying, and I love that you're connecting with people where they are, and you're bringing this encouragement and insight, and you're seeing people even come to faith. Like, love that. Amen. Um, but, 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 doesn't the Bible say? Didn't Jesus say, make disciples? Like, where are you guys at on discipleship? Mm. And it's one of those things where I'm like, wait, what? And so, you know, it's almost like there's this convoluted understanding, like evangelism is like one thing that they kind of put us in a bucket with. And then discipleship is like what you get if you go plug into a local church body and you're in some type of like weekly sermon plus, you know, a small group conversation and serving in some at you know ministry on Sunday and da, da 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 and I'm like okay I hear what you're saying but I think it, what we need to understand is um there's no such thing as evangelism it's not an ism right okay it's not an ism it's not evangelism is the spreading of good news in which you're helping a a, a religious world grab onto life and God's reckless grace Mm-hmm. And then they get discipled. Okay. Um, Euangelion is the word in the scripture. It just means good news. So the proclamation of good news is something that is prevalent throughout your entire journey. Mm-hmm. You never graduate from it ever. Right. So you're either hearing it on your way to becoming a believer in Jesus. Right. And then you continue to learn to trust in this reality that reveals to us all that that God is for the ongoing journey. Um, so they're two sides of the same coin is right. what I'm getting at. It's not two different things, but that seems to get, uh, get lost on people in regards to what we're doing. And it's sad. Yeah. It's like, if you look at the, even just the nature of, you know, the letters, um, like to the, to the churches, like where are some of the most richest passages that really unpack good news? They're they're written to communities that Paul already like spent time with, you know, and establish communities um, of faith, people who Mm -hmm. trust in Jesus as their only hope. It's called the church, like the universal body of people who are saying like, Jesus is my only hope. Mm-hmm. Some of the best descriptions of good news are not Paul sending a letter, you know, back to the Areopagus to the Greek philosophers, but to a community of, of, of trust to right. keep encouraging them in, in that good news. In fact, Jesus put at the, at the center of whatever sort of gathering um, he encouraged or uh, help us imagine the church would walk in, which is uh bread and cup. It's just a, it's just the ongoing grace and blessing of just remembering, mm-hmm. just remember me, my body for you. And this cup of the new covenant, which promises that I will be your God. You'll be my people. I will remember your sins no more. 
meaning I will recall them against you no more. I won't use your sins against you. I won't bring them up in an accusatory way. That's what the enemy does. He's the one who accuses. Oh, and by the way, first John says our own hearts condemn us. So we have an internal, right? Person condemning us an external, right? Enemy that constantly wants to condemn us and accuse us. And here stands our, our good and gracious father who says, I will recall them against you no more. And I will never leave you and never forsake you. And that's what we eat and toast to. In fact, if you want to start a, if you want to, if you want to imagine church or reimagine church, just find some people who are open to that conversation, put some food down to the table, let the conversation be about life and where we're at and just bring Mm -hmm. good news into it and grab the scraps of whatever meal that is leftover, whatever bread, hazy IPAs, (laughs) bourbon, water, seltzers. I don't care what it is. And just toast to the goodness of this King who came and lived and died and rose for us so that we might be free. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find people coming to faith within that journey and then learning right to live a life of faith. And you'll find people who have already believed continue to grow and learn to live a life of faith. The key word here is faith. And I think that's what gets lost in this conversation of, yeah, but what about making disciples? What about discipleship? And it quickly becomes this, this idea of like, it's a journey of you becoming something better and achieving something greater, which is actually the opposite of a life of faith. Hmm. In the fact that you're already whole in Jesus and you've been invited to get lost in what he's doing, not go create some grand story for yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing I could say on here, man, is um, I learn and I seem to have like ahas in my journey. Like as I go, things seem to like, I don't know, hit me every few years, you know, some like, whoa, you know, there it is. I'm always lifting up rocks and looking underneath and, when uh, when I started a ministry called Table Network uh, ten years ago, that led to like what Lark is today. I remember the aha for me was um, I just wanted to spend my time doing what Jesus did. I I I wanted to disciple people the way Jesus did, <laughs> and I knew that that was uh, through conversations, friendships, with no strings attached. Mm -hmm. And I knew that there was no way I could do that and keep my job in a church. Mm -hmm. The financial engine of the institutional church is self-preserving in nature. And so you can't help but turn everyone and everything into a project to build the machine for self-sustainability. Yeah. That's the opposite of loving people as friends and discipling them in the everyday flow of life Mm -hmm. to follow Jesus. And so I remember like going, okay, most people have no interest in coming to church. And the way we run as a church doesn't really free me up to even disciple the people within it to go live a life of faith. Yeah. So, you know, we stepped out and the aha for me that I wrote down at the time was, um, 
I just remember writing this line down. Um, True influence begins where self-preservation ends. That was this like aha toward a way of discipleship that I felt like was in the scripture, right? Table network. But as you and I learned and starting to run together years ago, um, that can get you started, but it, it, it can also really hit some roadblocks because what you're inviting people into is into a life of trust, right? A life of dependence on the father, the way that Jesus lived in dependence on the father. That's what freedom actually is. Yes. And I think our aha and running in that way of ministry was you can wind up with a lot of religious people who are just looking for a magic bullet for how to do church around a table mm -hmm. instead of in the sanctuary, mm -hmm. but it never goes anywhere. It never leads to life. It never leads to actually making disciples, quote unquote. And I think that's kind of what led to Lark was going, man, people, people only trust the father the way Jesus did if they see the father the way Jesus did. You're only going to trust the father the way Jesus did. That life of faith, okay, that does, that, that is the journey. Mm -hmm. When you see the father the way Jesus did. And that was like the start of Lark, parables, you know what I mean? Amen, let's run and gun. And I feel like an aha that sort of hit me here recently after running in this for you know a few years now is seeing the importance of the conversation with the message. And it's just sort of like, I'm kind of learning, like when you're talking about discipleship, you're ultimately realizing that people can only learn to live free in conversations where they can practice faith. And that's kind of where, for me, like all these ahas of the last decade into like what we do, mm -hmm. click. But it's also for me a way to just put a flag down and go make disciples. Are you like, like, are we making disciples? Like, is this about discipleship? I'm like, what else is it about? Is that not exactly what we're doing? And just kind of helping people, you know what I mean? That come with that pushback, see that a person can only learn to live free. Okay, to live independence upon Jesus and Jesus alone for all that they are. Okay, you can only learn to live free in conversations where you can practice faith. Hmm. Meaning in conversations where you can get into the minutia of you in your story. Conversations where you can tell the truth about yourself and the person looking at you doesn't blink. Mm -hmm. And isn't expecting you to get it together. Conversations where, where your story is welcomed instead of tolerated. Mm. I found that is the difference maker. In other words, like to say it in a short way, where belonging is conditional, practicing faith is impossible. Where belonging is conditional, practicing faith is impossible. Because you never actually get to the real story that's in you. Mm -hmm. and learn to trust Jesus in the real, you know, the, the real shit in your life. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're just learning more and more about Jesus 
and saying, yeah, man, I believe. Right. But then you, but you never get into like, what is it that you actually believe and where are you believing it? Mm -hmm. And yep. I'm like, that is the whole heart of Lark. And the reason why we do things the way we do to empower every person who joins us to go live into this where they are. Yeah. And so I'm hearing like, man, but we're, but are you guys making disciples? Like, what about discipleship? And I'm like, bro, that's exactly what this is. And the reason why we're doing it this way, because you can't do it this way in the institutional church. The no. self-preserving nature of it cannot allow it. It won't. It doesn't. I can give you names of guys who have led major denominations and retired after 50 years who were saying to me behind closed doors, what you're doing is the future and the only hope I can foresee for the church in the West. The institution is dead. We just don't know it. And freedom is, is paramount for that journey. And this connects to the, the podcast yes. we just had previous to this. Yeah. Um, it's it it is the reality and i think that that's why paul is so frustrated in galatians because this if you want to call it discipleship just a life a, a life that just flows out of freedom or mm -hmm. life and conversation and the wrestling that happen in the you know the crucible in the message of, of freedom of freedom you know yeah. the wrestling with freedom is the only way where real change you know, where then the violence of, of grace and, you know, this, this life of love can really be fleshed out. If you constantly are working towards a curated version of yourself, which what a lot of people call discipleship, meaning adopt this language and keep up with these behaviors. Mm-hmm adopt this language and keep up with these behaviors. Um, it, it, it's, um, you're, you're kind of working on a version, you know, of, of yourself. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the opposite, man. I think it's the opposite of what we've been invited into. And, you know, one way that I've, I've, I've put it here recently in a conversation that I had with a, a few new people who have been jumping into Lark just this past week is uh, you can sermons and church services and Bible studies can teach you what the Bible says, but they cannot teach you to live free. Okay. To live free. You're going to have to enter into conversations where you can practice faith. So you're talking about unconditional belonging, like a true hospitality. Well, we believe that you belong already. You're talking about the, the confidentiality that can come with being able to really share your story because we welcome it. We just don't tolerate it. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't, let me rephrase that. We don't tolerate your story. We welcome it. And it's in that, man, that, that we can begin to really help you see what God is like according to Jesus and learn to live a life of trusting him. I can't tell you how many times, you know, whether we were doing, you know, this is back when I was, you know, pastor in a church, we were doing videos of someone's testimony 
or someone got to speak before, you know, their baptism or someone got brought on stage like to share mm. man in these staff meetings where we were like trying to like, man, how could we like curate these stories or help them kind of like really say this. So they would just be raw, like just sharing. Oh yeah. From their perspective. Those. We're like, man, that's, you know, can you, can you say it more like this? And so then we were like trying to like teach the video crew. I would like get these specific phrases out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so like, it was like, it was, you're always curating. Yep. Eventually Bobby's on the other end of the camera, holding up a sign, like just read these <laughs> words. <laughs> or Pastor Ricky ain't going to let this video play on Sunday. <laughs> oh man, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think that's why I love the podcast is the podcast is a great place to help you imagine, right? To reimagine what God's like according to Jesus and all these passages that we that we dive into. And it it stirs up, you know, it, it, it just your imagination for seeing him. And and there's an encouragement, right, that comes with you know being reminded of these things. And amen. And that's why we do it, man. That's why we write. But ultimately, at the core, man, of of Lark, which to me answers the pushback, the yeah, but at the core of Lark is conversation, man. It's us on the phone, us on Zoom calls, us in your neighborhood traveling to hang with you. Right? Lark tour is kicking back up, man, this fall. We're hitting the road, dude. So if you're listening in on this and you're going, man, I've heard what the Bible says. I've done what the church demands. But I have never found freedom that feels like, well, freedom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Reach out to us. And um, number one, I'd say jump into this. I, right now we're calling it, it's all a lark, right? It's that it's that live conversation, man, where we're going to help you see anew the God you thought you knew. So check that out. You can go to the website, sign up for that, and go to the events tab, man, and click on that lark tour button and put your city down and we'll come hang with you in your space. And if you need to chat in the meantime, click the let's talk button because we'd love to chat with you right now. Yes. We do it with people, man, all over the country all week long. So, you know, what about discipleship? Yeah, dude, that's exactly what we do. Mm -hmm. And we get to do it without the religious red tape. And we get to do it outside of this institution that now goes by the name church. That seems to be anything but the one that I see in the scripture. Mm -hmm. Yep. And amen for it, man. Amen for amen. it. Amen and we got a it. lot more, a lot more written, you know, and discussed on that topic. If you want to go a little bit, a little bit further into that, um, reclaim yeah. has a lot of conversation about, just imagining conversation and community and discipleship. Um, if you want to use that word, um, sure, I guess. Um, yeah, it's not one I lead out with. I just know where I know you a lot more about conversation and friendship, but well, it's the, yeah, buts coming from, yep, you know, yeah, that, but brings it that crew and they, they want to see the, they want to see the formula. You know, yeah. when you just say, hey, dude, we're doubling down, tripling down on it is finished and we're just open and welcoming anybody who wants to jump into 
this conversation. Um, and we'll hop on the phone with you or if it's locally, if someone's like pressing into this, like in their neighborhood, like, dude, yeah, I'll set aside two hours on my driveway with a couple of cigars and a, and a lit fire, dude. And we'll dive into it. Um, when you just keep it as simple as that, it's, we love complexity in the church world. We love complexity. And so when you just lead with freedom and Mm -hmm. friendship, it's not enough. They think it's anemic. Yep. Yeah. If it's, um, if it's simple, and people really start to grab onto the freedom, you know, of that simplicity and start to live into it. It can, it can really undermine an institution that needs you there. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, again, why step away from the machine to do what I was doing in table network? Why you? Well, at the end of the day, man, like one, you don't have time to actually go do what Jesus did. You've got this thing, right. That you've got to, you've got to produce. And then if you do find the time, Everybody you meet gets, you know, moved through a filter of, will they come and join this thing? Because if not, I need to move on to the next person. Because ultimately, you know, church as an institution is about finding and keeping people, not discipling and releasing people to go love their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Pass on good news. Right. So, and then, so I think for some people, man, they hear that and it's like, man, that sounds harsh or you guys are like, you know, you're negative against this, you know, this thing. And it's like, stop, man. We're just talking practically here. This is what's in the scriptures. This is what Jesus did. This is what the New Testament church did. This is what people all over the world are doing. And we are free to step into it. It's simple. It's beautiful. Um, And guess what? When discipleship is conversations of freedom where people can practice faith you actually see people live free mm. <laughs> they actually learn to live free yeah in other words it works and dude man amen to that um yeah amen to simplicity amen to freedom complexity is appealing because when things are complex experts are um they're a necessity um mm-hmm. and i think what we're you know, what we're saying is man anyone can play in this anyone can open up um a driveway open up a table open up a conversation open up a friendship yep. anyone can be this kind of friend um and if you want to get it, it it doesn't matter like if you're a person who's longing for this conversation or if you're a person who wants to start these conversations, you know that it's all a lark thing. Um, it's just a killer place, you know, yeah. to start. Yeah, it really is. You'll find the freedom to be a friend who helps others live free. Yeah. It's just that's that that simple, man. Amen to it. Cheers to that. Until so next time. Until next Cheers. time.